Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to another episode of the Prog Talks. I'm your host, Dario. And as always, before we jump into today's topic and welcome today's guests, um, don't forget to uh, get, get us a cup of coffee, maybe, or get yourself a nice cup from our merch store or other merch stuff. It helps us out a lot to continue doing what we're doing here. And now I'm really happy to uh, have three amazing musicians uh, here in our Zoom meeting um, from the band Seventh Station. Maybe you can quickly introduce yourselves, uh, starting with Dmitry, maybe. Uh, I'm Dmitry Alperovich. I'm the composer and the guitarist of Seventh Station. Aaron? I am the keyboardist and all things arranging, sequencing, live production and whatnot. And finally, Vidi. I'm Vidi. Hi, I'm the singer for Seven Station and other things, but today Seven Station <laughs> all, all my heart. Yeah, and of of course, there's the 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 reason why why I called you why we're doing this interview is the new Seventh Station album. It's going to be the second after the debut album Between Life and Dreams in 2016, and it's called Heal the Unhealed. Heal the unhealed. <laughs> no, that that yeah. was a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's out on November 7th. And um, yeah, it's a massive one. And yeah, it's been a couple of years since uh, 2016, since the first album. Um, and there's a lot of things going on on this album, musically, and of course, also uh, thematically. Um, so maybe before we jump into the music and the production, um, maybe let's get the, the the elephant out of the room a little bit. As as the 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 album cover artwork is it, like very much um, in the in the Soviet style and all. And there, I think there's a lot of people, especially in these times, who are a little bit uncomfortable with that. But of course, there's a story behind it, and it has nothing to do with what's going on nowadays, right? Not so maybe sure. just get get it, get it out of the way right in the beginning, and uh, to to assure people a little bit where 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 it comes from, where where the idea for this album came from, Dimitri. Well, well, basically, basically. Um just based on the timing of when we recorded the album the recording started in december 19 uh, if i remember correctly the sixth but it uh, doesn't matter um, so there is no way that we could guess uh, this situation so if one thing for sure it wasn't planned or we don't have any agenda or political saying by releasing it uh, uh, I mean, releasing this uh, Russian-Soviet uh, uh, style. I mean, the whole idea uh, came uh, from uh, that uh, I wanted to do Shostakovich arrangement for a really long time. I'm talking about 10 years ago. Uh, 
and uh, I thought it would be nice to put it in the album and then to make really, really long story short, I thought it would be cool to add another two songs, like as a beginning and end and to create like a trilogy that will talk about uh, this uh, historical stuff. And I was also born in Belarus uh, in Soviet Union time, and my parents were living there. They were so. Um, it's I, both I a personal I, background and and just uh, yeah. like a historical observations, yeah. kind yeah, of a mix mostly, of that. It's mostly historical observation than personal because I left uh, Belarus when I was four years old, four and a half. So it's not like I have uh, any agenda to say about it or. Uh, I know only stories from the history that I was learning and from my parents' stories. So it's nothing to do with the political situation today. Never meant to. We never tried to aim to be even close to politics. For us, music and art is the highest, uh, what we think of when we're composing, writing, uh, and all the other things we never imagined that it would be so relevant unfortunately yeah. of course <laughs> yeah absolutely um with that out of the way kind of uh i really want to dive into the music with you guys you already mentioned shostakovich and the rearrangement which is of course the the third single the ruthless Co the ruthless koba you just uh uh i think last week or two weeks ago you released an mm -hmm. in-studio playthrough of that crazy crazy arrangement um but but then again how could you make Shostakovich uh, not crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly um so so with with this uh, starting point and uh, having having Aaron in 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 the band um did you start with the arrangement and then Aaron takes over or for for this this kind of specific instrumental song um that that kind of was the starting point of the album or how did you um flesh out this progressive metal arrangement of Shostakovich well the uh, well i wrote the i wrote the whole arrangement uh, already years ago even before we started this album i mean it was more or less uh, written and uh, Aaron input is just was out of this world uh, i mean i i couldn't imagine that that's what he will do and if he will be brave enough he can tell you what uh, what i uh, the first thing that i told him when i called him after i heard uh, what he recorded what i said yeah i mean when, when shostakovich came to me the, the keyboard part was basically just a single line of what he imagined the keyboards would be, but there was no any kind of patch or sound or any direction to it. It was rather just, okay, these are the parts that I'm interested for you to play. But it was it was arranged in such a way that it was so much space to fill. And it's almost like this bass guitar drums concerto that I also threw in some keyboard soloing, but it's mostly just orchestrating the whole thing. And one of the most important things for Shostakovich per se is that both Dima and me come from a classical background. So we are trained in executing classical music and over several years or decades actually of training in classical music, we are really 
specific about classical music and what it what it kind of deserves when it's a good performance and a good quality performance of it. So we were meticulous about being really respectful to Shostakovich and also our classical music heritage. But uh, after some time recording it, I sent it to Dima overnight, maybe like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. And next morning, the first thing in my messages, and he texted me and he said, wake up, beautiful, I have to praise you. <laughs> which is a good which is a good sign that he's he's impressed and yeah it's it's one of the most i think one of the proudest things that we've accomplished and it's an excellent tribute both to our favorite composer Shostakovich but also a tribute to our history personally coming from classical music scene both of us I can very much relate to this coming from a classical upbringing as well um mm -hmm. but now let's let's bring 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 in the singer into the boat there's two other singles that were released before and uh there's a lot of vd on it and um uh vd how how, how is it for you uh singing with seventh station as you you mentioned you have other bands <laughs> like subterranean masquerade and and i have the feeling in seventh station also like listening to the to the first album between life and dreams um I think I have the feeling you can go a little bit more crazy here. I I can go crazy here. <laughs> I can go crazy here. Um, well, how it is like to to record with them and play with them? It's very hard because they are very good, and that's sometimes scary, especially because I'm a singer. And I think I told you already about this joke of why do singers always knock on doors because they uh. never. <laughs> They never know when to come in. So we just spoke about this job before we started. Exactly. <laughs> so, that is one of the main uh, challenges here. And this is one of the reasons that I love working with these guys because it keeps on pushing the balance of uh, my understanding uh, in music. And I have free space for uh for going complete berserk i think with all the voices um on the first record i was i was only i was only singing the the lyrics and the melodies that dima wrote and on this album i he gave me a lot of trust and freedom to to do whatever feels right and i tried to make justice with their compositions. I didn't want anything to be, um, because I feel things are very um, special in the way that they are working with the music. I, I felt like if I'm just doing this, uh, if I'm trying to write a song on, on top of it, it'll be wrong. It's not the right storytelling for this kind of band. Um, so I went, I think I went all the way. Um, and and I hope that people will appreciate it. Um, I think that nowadays you see more and more instrumental progressive metal happening. And there's a reason to it because you see people just getting better and better on their instruments. Uh, but sometimes I feel that um, we, the singers, are, are a bit left behind. We're more like an archive kind of uh, art form. Um, so I was trying to do something else. 
And I hope that uh, people will appreciate that, at least appreciate it. I hope they like it. <laughs> but if not, then at least appreciate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember when um, um, like the first singer was uh, was all the hair, the mustache, and um, uh, with, with a crazy, crazy video also, um, this animated mustache guy with the mustache uh, devouring the world exactly at the end from 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 the cross uh very very twisted stuff where the second single we were happy to to premiere here at the prog space uh, with uh, nadia heart of the nation and and i remember uh when when asher from asher media relations sent it to me asking if, if i want to premiere it and i listened to it the first time and i was i was just amazed at uh, what you were doing with the song Vidi, uh, how you like really went into into the craziest emotions and and expressing it through through the voice so um, I think it comes a lot from my work with Dima that we, we, when we did the lyrics process so i think Dima was a bit modest about how uh, biographical a lot of parts in the, in this album are um, and um, there was a lot that uh, we could share about panic attacks and um, with Dima and what he was trying to convey, I think that we were looking for the right lyrics and then the right voice expression um, to try and find this thing, this panic attacks and this uh, megalomaniac feeling and... Um, if it's parallel, the world of a tyrant and the world of a crazy artist, like how much ego there's there. Um, so thank you for saying that, because I, I think that the work with Dima really helped me to find this thing. Wonderful. Uh, I just mentioned the two videos and uh, they're, they're, two, but they're both very different, but very, I think, very, very um thoughtful and significant to to the to expanding the the artistic output and um so so maybe you you want to tell us a little bit about um yeah approaching the videos and the the artistic process that went into the and thoughts behind the videos um, I think I think that uh, I think that Vivi should uh, answer that because uh, the videos, uh, beside of the Shostakovich studio playthrough, it was mostly his scripts. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the... I mean, only only Vidi can think about this kind of crazy stuff. I mean, I tried to write a script and <laughs> nothing came to my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Don't be <laughs> too late, too late for it now. <laughs> I think I think I think the guys can talk more about about Heart of a Nation uh, and the process. Um, about all hell the mustache, it was this thing to um, to try and convey this relentless uh, power that this uh, pathology that we cannot um, we cannot stop, we cannot push it back. It's it's the ugly part of us that keeps on showing. Uh, if even when we're not trying to, um, and it was 
and it is also because it's part of the Soviet Russian trilogy, it was important, I think, to find this uh, Stalin figure and uh, and go so crazy with the art that it's like a little bit of meta, you know, <laughs> like uh, how crazy, <laughs> yeah, how crazy can I go and how uh, um, caprisic can I go uh, with the writing of this thing um, inspired by Ellen's and Dima's music. About Heart of the Nation, the guys can tell you more, I think. By the way, uh, a quick uh, fun fact about uh, All Held the Mostash video. Uh, the main guy there that uh, acts for us is the father of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> He's also in the previous album, In the Edge of the Lake, uh, been there. The, he's the same guy. So, so yeah, it's a family thing. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yeah, the heart of the nation is, um, of course, quite quite daring and unusual to have this kind of uh, contemporary um, uh, dance to a crazy prog metal piece, and and of course with the with the imagery with the with the um, uh, uniform and the uh, in the ruins and all that. Uh, how how yeah. did how did that come together? The I, idea of the heart of a nation, if I remember correctly, it was uh, um, I had I had this kind of an idea again years ago to connect uh, between uh, modern dancing ballet or whatever uh, to music. Um, because I studied in the Academy of Music and Dance, so I saw I've been around a lot of uh, the dancers and the, the piano player that plays for them. That he he was one of my best friends, and also he formed between the band. So we always had fun on this lesson, like playing some stuff, uh, like everything from Metallica, Pantera's Seven Station, while they're dancing, uh, stuff like this. So it's, it's, it was very natural. And, and since the song is talking about the relationship between Stalin and his second wife, uh, Nadia, it, it's kind of felt like the dance can maybe transfer uh, this kind of emotions that maybe not the lyrics or the voice or the music can transfer completely so maybe the dance can complete the feeling of it because there is some personal touch there and uh, the dancers did a great job with the choreography and actually they followed the music beautifully in the in in that manner that they created something that added uh, another value for the music that you can actually feel this relationship even stronger uh, after you listen to the music and listen to the lyrics or reading reading them. So um, basically, I can only say I really like the job of the, the choreography. It was done beautifully and they really executed it very good. Yeah, I, I, I can absolutely agree that, that, that it's uh, kind of adding a, a fourth dimension to it <laughs> yeah um 
how is it for you guys? I mean, you, you're, you, I think you're kind of spread all over the place. And, um, um, so, so how, how is it for you as a band? How often do, are you able to see each other to like in the same room in the same country? Um, <laughs> well, first of all, we have, uh, we just announced, uh, um, let's hope that it will be the beginning of your opinion, all, uh, healed and healed, uh, tour. But for now, we announced three dates, which uh, will be in December on 8, 9, and 10, Graz, Ljubljana, and Zagreb. So I'm personally really looking forward to see the guys. And I just uh, a few weeks ago visited Aaron in Turkey and Vidi in Israel. So personally, I see them. <laughs> but uh, as a band, I'm really looking forward that we will meet and play. Uh, I I cannot even start to explain how much I'm excited about meeting the guys. I love them, first of all, on the personal level and on the musicianship level. And I really cannot wait to hit the stage with them. So soon we will meet. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, 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 were, you were already um, able to, to, to play some gigs with the first album? Yeah, we had few we had few gigs uh, with a different lineup, but uh, Aaron and Vidi were in this lineup as well. We just drum and bass changed, so we 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 had a great time back then. Well, again, at least me. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of work when we when we do these these things. It demands like to move the time and make the time and then really work hard but i'm the singer so of course <laughs> yeah we, we're trying our best to to give the audience the best uh, they can get and uh, to have it in the a-class performance uh, trying our best hey, I'm, even I'm, though we are far from each other yeah, Vidi. I think I think the, the this these kind of this kind of stuff that you did on the album or on the albums on both is uh, is gonna be hard for you live as well. Of course, even if even if you're only the singer, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it's it's gonna be tough. But uh, I have to say that when I have I, I maybe I said it a little before, but when I have these guys. Um, when I have uh, Dima's ambitions and when I have uh, Ellen calmness, you know, so I, I feel safer. That I can say, you know, like check Ellen, check Ellen's out. He's like, uh, you see that he's really wise. So, and that that's helpful. I'm not making a joke. It sounds funny, but but it's helpful to talk with someone that so articulate and. It's good. He didn't say anything today, but it is. <laughs> Aaron, you, you should say something. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got a question for you. Um, I mean, the uh, people who who might have heard your name before, but not uh, of Seventh Station, might have uh, seen mm -hmm. some YouTube videos of you um, conducting an orchestra. Maybe playing some dream theater or something else. Um, 
so how how would you like or would would you would you like to have an orchestra uh with you or with you and the band doesn't matter if it's seven station or just or or another band on stage would would you uh do, do you prefer to have it like like you say like five of us is enough to coordinate in this crazy prog metal setting or would you say ah, it, it, it could be so cool to 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 be able to do, do something like that again If, if finances and funding of the projects are not a problem, there's like thousands of ideas like that. Not just involving the orchestra, but especially for the second album. We had some initial discussions about what would our perfect show look like. Let's say if if we could book everything, backlines, equipment, video, lasers, clothing, so on and so forth. So we're all looking for a really impeccable storytelling. So orchestra in my mind the beginning of an orchestra idea was that five people playing together was not really enough for me i mean not that i was in a rock band in high school or anything but at the time just with acoustic instruments i wanted to have the impact of a lot of people coming together and doing this together and one of the most rewarding things for me is that just like vd saying like we're working hard at it and when we actually achieve this It's like beating a video, like it's like doing a raid in World of Warcraft. Like when you just finish it, it's amazing. Everybody is tired. Everybody, you you know, in the moment where you're playing like a unison with Dima or something, I know that he's been doing that for months. And so does he, that I've been practicing every day. And when we're able to articulately achieve that, it's amazing. And when you have like a whole string section or like a brass section doing that with you, it's it's even better. It's just... It's the communal feeling of achieving something substantial, both for ourselves and for the audience to be really impressed about it. So yes, absolutely. I mean, we can definitely not only take an existing music and play with orchestra, but we can actually compose something for orchestra and the band, maybe potentially in the future. But again, it's not just, uh, okay, you know what, let's just slap an orchestra to it and call it cool, but rather there are so many different ideas about how the stage production is because we're really looking at it like a stage production rather than calling just a gig and orchestra is just a way of that spicing up that stage production but there are some other ideas that we have especially vidi has every single time we go through the music he comes up with these very interesting visual audio elements and really shocking things sometimes which really really fits with the music and definitely makes a difference in deliverance and I, I just imagine you video saying, yeah, and this is going to be the part where I'm going to be dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> I, we're going to do some things. It's not going to be dangling from ceilings with this kind of music. Like, uh, I think that physically I will have to uh, focus more to make it happen. But we're we're planning some weird things. and. <laughs> I, the thing is with with Seven Station, I think it's um, because of the way the music is written. It's already very physical music. Um, what they need to do, the instrumentalists, you know, we're talking about me, but they are working all the time. I can breathe every now and then. Um, 
they they from the moment the concert starts until the moment it ends they're going to be extremely physical and it doesn't have to be in the sense of jumping up and down i think it's so intense what they're going to do um that all the theatrics are there already it 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 it, it deserves different kind of 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 attention in theatrics because it just happens from within the music within it's in the root of it you know in submask the root of it is, is is something else which makes us move in a different way um but i think what they did here they're already moving all the time and i'm gonna uh, we we have some weird things that are going to happen on stage as well um, uh, yeah wonderful i'm 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 really uh, I, i'm I'll keep my fingers crossed that you can add a lot of more dates uh, to the Heal the Unhealed tour. Um and, and I hope maybe maybe we're gonna be we're gonna be able to 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 see some snippets from the from the first couple of shows to get an idea what 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 you're what you're up to uh live these times. Um maybe the final question for now would be um with with this two vocal and one one very very special instrumental singles out um how was how was the reaction that you received so far for the for the music from for the music that is released already from this second seventh station album all right um I I I I can say that uh, the Shostakovich uh, piece got quite good attention. We quite got uh, good uh, uh, comments. I think people liked it. I want to believe. I mean, I I, I think that I think that uh, people liked most of the videos. Nadia, I think it was a bit harder to. To swallow because uh, it's a modern dancing, but uh, the mustache also got really good uh, comments and uh, vibes. I mean, I mean, uh, I think I think it's okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm usually I'm, I'm usually a bit uh, feel un uncomfortable when it comes to <laughs> uh, talking about m myself or about. Uh, I mean like how the band and all the kind of like things a few reviews came out we had quite nice few reviews which we will hopefully share it so i don't know I think so I think yeah cool. you um you th you think you do you do you have the feeling that you're you're uh, ready for the next level of seventh station I mean, depends with the on, second uh, album. <laughs> de depends on what I mean. Second album, we jumped uh, twenty steps, in my opinion, from production, composition, everything, because we worked with uh, good people, with very professional people, and we had real luck to really work with uh, the best in their fields. Um, so, from the musical point of view, I think the second album is really—I don't know. It's a different level. From the promotional level, it's hard today. It's hard. It's very hard. 
to be a band uh, that write this kind of stuff in this kind of times that you, you even if you have label it doesn't mean that it can bring you anywhere you need a lot of money to put in promotion and if you don't have it doesn't matter how good musician you are if you will not get anywhere anywhere because nobody will know that you exist so from that it's difficult it's difficult uh, topic that we can have another three hours conversation of course <laughs> but uh, i mean next time maybe <laughs> yeah maybe i mean i i'm really proud of the album and uh, I, if you ask about success i think from musical point of view i couldn't be even more proud if it if it will not commercially succeed it will suck of course but uh, musically we did absolutely the best and this is not a cliche it's really we did the best we could do yes and uh, i add something quickly absolutely yeah thank you <laughs> you can say no no shut up <laughs> you no <laughs> I'll, i'll tell you i'll tell you what about this i think that uh besides our um artistic gratification i think that nowadays when uh social medias show you less and less um and have any everything has to be faster you know facebook reels and the stories and this is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter um this album is a demanding album it's for music lovers it's for people who are still romantic about about music and the preparation and the production and i think that it's very hard to come through nowadays if people don't get instant gratification i think it also touched slightly the way people are consuming progressive music nowadays and uh, even the progressive music is getting a little bit more in the form of something that you can understand pretty fast and this album And this is only my opinion. You can uh, write in the comments, fuck you, Vidi, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> but I think... I will, I will write you personally. Yes. <laughs> but but I, think, I think that if you, if you love music and if you have time and if your mind is able not to ADHD social media style, then I think there's a lot of things in this album that is good for people. People started listening with their eyes instead with their ears. And I think that this album can bring you back to what was there in the 80s and the 90s in the sense of just sit down for a second and focus on only one thing. Um, and I think this is why it's going to be hard with this album, I'm being very honest. But I think that we're very happy with the result. Wonderful. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm happy with the result as well. I'm, I'm, I was very happy that I, that I could hear it already. And um, I can't wait for you guys out there, for the music lovers out there to hear it as well. Um, Heal the Unhealed is out on November 7th. And um, Seventh Station is on two or three dates in starting in Graz. And then eight, 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 nine, and ten, Graz, Ljubljana, Zagreb. 
December and I hope uh there's gonna be more dates to come for that if you if you guys are there want to keep up to date don't forget to follow seventh station on their media um because as we said you need some some uh uh attention or or some some ways to spread the word that people see that you exist um so yeah and uh, don't forget to like and subscribe our channels as well uh, the prog space you find them everywhere if you haven't done so already thanks so much for talking about the new seventh station album heal the unhealed uh today has been an absolute pleasure um hope to see you on the road and uh for you guys out there as always um yeah Thank you for having us. Thank uh, you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Keep spreading the, the prog love. Yes. The Prog Talks, produced by the Prog Space. <laughs>